God lovers around the globe. Welcome to this edition of the God Lovers Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Rod, and I want to share with you a message today entitled Farming for Life. Um, you know, most people do not realize that we are all farmers. And I want to share with you in Scripture how this is indeed a truth that uh, we should understand and, and we should live by. And I want to start in Ecclesiastics 3, and uh, starting in verse 1. And he says this, To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck what is planted, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to gain and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to th uh, throw away, a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time to, for, of war and a time of peace. Now, it is often said that King Solomon, when he wrote this ecclesiastical letter, that he was in a backslidden state relationship with God. Be this true or not, the fact remains that wisdom can still be obtained by those that study its contents. Ecclesiastes gives us great depth in understanding the truth about sowing and reaping in our life and in this world. Throughout everyone's life, what we sow in the time of sowing establishes some type of a result. Whether we're actually, we actually experience the expected results is dependent upon many circumstances. Most people in this world believe that circumstances and destiny are just events uh, that we happen to encounter as we pass through life. Most fail to understand that what we have sown many years before may just now be producing an un unexpected harvest. One of the simple great truths that we should understand in our lifetime is that we are all farmers. Everything that we plant, and we are always planting, every day we are planting has a time for harvest. The Apostle Paul explains it in this way, in Galatians 6. Let him who has taught the word share all good things with him who teaches. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, if we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are the household of faith. Uh, the rest of what Paul is saying. Paul understood that a man being created in the image of God, placed on this earth by God, living under certain laws of creation. Science, though, the study, through the, the study of laws and physics, has proven many of God's creation laws. One such law says that for every action, there's an opposite reaction. That's physics. For what goes up must come down. We know the law of gravity. As we look at all life, we see the proof of another creation law. And that creation law is called the law of sowing and reaping. 
Throughout the six days of creation, God said, be fruitful and multiply. This leads us to the question, how can we be fruitful and multiply unless we sow the seed to produce life? This is Paul's reasoning for his statement, for whatsoever man sows, that he will also reap. The term whatsoever is inclusive of everything. Paul goes on to expound on this truth in verses 8 through 10. However, as farmers of life, the question we should ask ourselves then is, what have we sown? The answer to the question is often, uh, most often revealed by uh, what we have reaped. We look back and see what we have sown in the past and have we reaped from it? This response most often brings another question about experiences. For example, I know that a man that loved God and worked hard all of his life, and yet bad things happened to him. Why? This type of question has been asked by just about everyone. The simple truth is, we have no way of knowing what was planted in someone's life years before they were even born. What had somebody said about someone, his parents? What have they said about how he is and what he would be? Secondly, we may not be reaping anything from what we planted, but under attack by the devil because of the good seed we have planted. No one is immune to the enemy's attacks. Jesus was even confronted with this question uh, of why. In John chapter 9, uh, verses 1, Now, as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth, and his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him, I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no one can work. As I, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. A better understanding of this passage is obtained when we change the English translation of the Greek word ala, A-L-L-A, from but to nevertheless or notwithstanding, because that can also be translated that way. So when we read this passage with that understanding, we read it this way. Jesus answered, Neither this man nor his parents sinned. Nevertheless, that the works of God should be revealed in him, I must work the works of him who sent me. So as we read that, we understand that it's not necessarily that the man sinned or the man reaped bad or, or, or sowed bad, rather, but that the, the devil is out there working. He is trying to create problems for every single person, every individual. And as you can see, not every bad thing we confronted with in life originates from what we planted. However, this does not change the fact that most of the issues we are confronted in, in life uh, are a result of what we have planted. This leads us to one last question. How do we obtain all the good things God has promised us in life? The answer comes in three parts. First, we must sow the best kind of seed. What is the best kind of seed? The best kind of seed is that that agrees with God's promise. In Isaiah 55, starting in verse 8, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor my ways your ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens and are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. 
For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth and make it bring forth and bud, that it shall give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Learn what God's thoughts are concerning the seed that you intend to sow. What did God say? For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. Remember, seed always produces after its own kind, according to Genesis 1.11. A farmer does not plant wheat expecting corn to grow. Secondly, we must know that sowing is a verb, which requires an action on our part. We cannot reap a harvest if we have not planted the field. Seek God on the right time to sow, and then do it. Don't be compelled by someone that wants you to sow into this or sow into that. Be led by the Spirit. If we are looking for the best conditions, we often miss our best planting time. Ecclesiastes also wrote this, Solomon did, in, in uh, chapter 11. If the clouds are full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth. If a tree falls to the south or to the north, in the place where the tree falls, there it shall lie. He who observes the wind will not sow, and he who regards the clouds will not reap. If we are going to look for a perfect sowing time, the only way we'll find the perfect sowing time is when God tells us to. Otherwise, a lot of times we're just guessing, not being led by the Spirit to produce the best harvest. Lastly, the farmer expects to harvest exactly what he planted when the crop comes to maturity. This is where many people lose their crop. In our instance, want it now society. Impatience has caused many people great loss. Paul termed it this way, Let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Growth takes time. No farmer plants a field today and expects it to be ready for harvest tomorrow. Hebrews 6 tells us to do this. And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence and the full assurance of hope until the end, that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Those that give up their expectation usually allow the weeds in life to starve out what they've planted, overgrow, and kill their harvest. Their loss is threefold. They suffer the loss of harvest, they suffer the loss of the investment in their seed, and they, they also suffer the loss of the investment of time. In closing, we must always remember 1 Corinthians 15. But someone will say, How are the dead raised? And with what body do they come? Foolish one. What you sow is not made alive unless it dies. And what you sow, you do not sow that body that it shall be but mere grain, perhaps wheat or some other grain. But God gives it a body as he pleases, and to each seed its own body. So, whatever seed we sow, once it leaves our hands, we should consider it it's a dead seed. But remember this, God is the supplier of all life, and he watches over his promises. He says, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth, it shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it, in Isaiah 55, 11. My dear friends, we need to pay attention to what we're sowing. 
we want to reap a good harvest. And if we sow according to the promises of God, we have God that supplies life to that seed. Once it leaves our hands, we're done as far as being able to provide any life because it's not in us, it's in Him. Thank you for listening. And until next time, have a blessed week. Thank you.